snowstorm Toby came upon the DC through Boston area, dropping 16 inches of snow along the way. All of our flights were canceled, and the delays, the postponements, the expected departure put us here well after the shows were done. Uh, so we rented a suburban four-wheel drive SUV and packed into it and drove for 14 and a half hours through the worst conditions you can imagine. I'm glad we made it. That's Ross Carr, the co-artistic director of the International Contemporary Ensemble, talking about the great lengths that they went to to get to the Big Ears Festival for their performance. There was a huge snowstorm that blanketed the East Coast, actually delayed my flight into Knoxville as well. That performance was by Anna Thorsvall's daughter. The piece is called In the Light of Air, and we're hearing Movement 4, Remembrance. They performed that at the Mill and Mine at the Big Ears Festival. Welcome to Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bostead, and on today's program we're going to go in the field for the Big Ears Festival in Knoxville, Tennessee. Really fascinating festival. It was started by Ashley Capps, who is behind the Bonnaroo Fest, Festival of Indie Rock. He had this idea that I think is absolutely incredible. You have these indie rock festivals, say Pitchfork, Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, etc. These are big destination fests. People come from all over the country. What if you had something like that, but it was more uh, wildly creative music, experimental music? It's an incredible idea. I, I think uh, you know most people would get laughed out of the room, <laughs> but this is a guy who has an awful lot of experience with this kind of thing. And what can I say? He pulled it off. Big Ears is now in its ninth year. This is our first year going. I was super impressed. There were a ton of people there from all over the place. And musically, yeah, it, it's as creative and as experimental as it gets. I mean, we heard everything from free jazz to bluegrass to all kinds of improvisation. We heard an incredible improvisation on the guzhang, the traditional Chinese zither, everything in between. And contemporary classical music. Bang on a Can was there celebrating their 30th anniversary. International Contemporary Ensemble was there. Brooklyn Rider was there. It was really, really an incredible experience. There were so many concerts every day. It's impossible to get to everything. Talk a little bit more about some of the venues, too, because I was really impressed with the town, with Knoxville. One of those venues was the Mill and Mine, where International Contemporary Ensemble performed this piece, In the Light of Air, by Anna Thorsvall's daughter. And it's a former mill. It's been converted into a venue, uh, really a fantastic venue. I mean, beautiful pianos, beautiful equipment, everything done absolutely right. Let's return to this piece, In the Light of Air. We're now going to hear the second movement, Serenity. Here is the International Contemporary Ensemble to perform the music of Anna Thorsvall's daughter.
That's music by Icelandic composer Anna Thorsvalsdottir. The piece is called Serenity, and uh, it is a serene piece. Gorgeous music from Anna Thorsvalsdottir, a composer doing very well these days. She's been recorded and, and championed by ICE, the International Contemporary Ensemble, who we heard performing there. She's got a recent commission and premiere by the New York Philharmonic. She's definitely definitely catching on. It's easy to hear why. She has an incredible ear for color. That piece was performed at the Big Ears Festival in The Mill and Mine. The Big Ears Festival is a festival celebrating creative and experimental music. I think the last thing the festival would want to do is to apply any kind of genre labels to the music that's being featured. A lot of the artists, in fact, specialize in in genre busting, as we call it, although I think, again, they wouldn't necessarily think of it that way. That includes the great banjo master, Bela Fleck, who was at Big Ears this year. Uh, Bela Fleck is a guy who completely reinvented the banjo. I think there are millions of people who think about the banjo differently, realize that it has a lot more capabilities than they thought, and that's due precisely to Bela Fleck, which is pretty incredible. And now he's moving into classical music and writing all kinds of great stuff. He worked with the bassist Edgar Meyer, who's kind of a very similar artist in that respect, at least. And uh, through Edgar Meyer, he met Brooklyn Ryder. And so Brooklyn Ryder and Bela Fleck performed in this beautiful church in Knoxville. It was an incredible, somehow intimate performance. There were hundreds of us in this church, and yet it had this intimacy, like we were in a coffee shop. It was absolutely incredible. And my producer and I had the great chance to catch up with Brooklyn Ryder in their hotel room and talk about this collaboration. Bela reached out to us. Um, He... He's been thinking about writing a piece for banjo and string quartet. Bela reached out and, you know, we said, sure, let's do it. And and it was a really interesting process because Bela at that point, I think, felt somewhat as a beginner, you know, writing for a string quartet. And so we were his very willing guinea pigs. He, <laughs> he came out uh, to Brooklyn and with some sketches it was a real laboratory. He, he, you know, we would try, you know, many, many different ways of trying one idea. And it's really exciting. It, it's, we were just talking about it the, yesterday before playing the show that this piece at this point feels like an old friend because it's been about five years and we've spent a lot of time on the road playing it and growing with it. And it's a really nice process of um, collaboration and working with the composer who is also the performer who... It's just, I don't know, it's it's fun. It was actually just on the road that he just was into writing for quartet and banjo at that point that he wrote Griff, the most recent piece that we also played um, here. That's the members of Brooklyn Rider, Colin Jacobson and Johnny Gandelsman, talking about how this collaboration with Bela Fleck came about. And it was so amazing to be able to hear them perform. We were in this church in Knoxville. It's a large church. We're in the sanctuary. And Sarah, my producer, and I are, uh, gosh, in like the third row of pews. I mean, so these musicians are right in front of us. Like I said, it was this huge church, and yet there was this incredible intimacy. And uh, and, and they're so funny when, when they talk about the pieces, when they talk about their collaboration. They're just so at ease, so relaxed. The music is so much fun. This was the first thing that we saw at the Big Ears Festival. So here they are. This is Bela Fleck on banjo performing with Brooklyn Rider. The piece is called Griff.
That piece is a ton of fun. That's Griff, a piece by Bela Fleck. We had to excerpt it. We weren't able to play quite all of it. But that is a piece that he wrote specifically for Brooklyn Rider, this wonderful string quartet. And we heard them performing alongside Bela Fleck. The members of Brooklyn Rider are Johnny Gandelsman, Colin Jacobson on violins, Nicholas Cords, viola, and Michael Nicholas on cello. It was a fantastic performance. It was the first thing we saw at the Big Ears Festival, Bela Fleck with Brooklyn Rider. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Our program today is In the Field, Big Ears. We went to this festival now in its ninth year in Knoxville, Tennessee, a wild, raucous celebration of experimental and creative music of all kinds. To subscribe to our podcast for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, or if you'd like to get a playlist of the music we've featured on the program today, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. Well, it's really fun that we're starting to, you know, travel around and do anthracite fields with courses all over the world, and then and now with Big Space, we're working with local. You know, it's like now launching that project that's also done with local musicians. So it's it's it is exciting. We're hearing from Michael Gordon. We are sitting in the green room here backstage at the Tennessee Theater. In fact, uh, I'm going to return to the interview in a moment. And if you listen closely, you can hear a, a piano or a marimba behind us there. It was fantastic to catch up with the members of Bang on a Can. We actually profiled them on Relevant Tones for their 25th anniversary. And here, somehow, it's already five years later for their 30th anniversary. And especially to talk about this piece by Michael Gordon, the concert that Bang on a Can did, they're celebrating their 30th anniversary. So it was this mix of past and present. And past was represented by two landmark Bang on a Can pieces. But then they had something new as well. They had a new piece by Michael Gordon called Big Space. And wow, this was just such a fantastic piece. I was especially struck by his use of spatialization in the theater. And I felt like he was kind of turning your whole body into an ear, into a scepter for the piece. I mean, there was this physicality to the piece. This is something that also struck Julia Wolf as well. You just, I mean, you can't not. I was feel just that thinking physically. of that when you said that. I mean, just my own personal. I mean, we've all worked in in context and with projects that move into the audience. I mean, David's just been doing this really interesting project in Philadelphia. Part of the motivation is how do we get it off the stage, or how do you change up the concert experience? Um, and you know, that's happening in the art world. I mean, there are installations you know where you're immersed in an experience even you know with someone like Terrell you know with light or you know you're, you're what what can the environment be so this is an interesting question but when you said that my mind went to oh yeah I remember that physical feeling of lad when the bagpipers or nine bagpipers walked down the steps and came closer it's probably my first even though, like I said many people have done this but for me it was my first time going oh as they walk closer it feels really different. You know, I mean, it's spatial. We're hearing from Julia Wolf and the other members of Bang on a Can, Michael Gordon and David Lang. This is a conversation that I had with them in Knoxville, Tennessee. We are backstage at the Tennessee Theater just hours before the 30th anniversary celebration concert, celebrating 30 years of Bang on a Can. And on that concert were the pieces Big, Beautiful, Dark, and Scary by Julia Wolf, and a U.S. premiere, I believe, of a piece by Michael Gordon called Big Space. And we also heard a classic, a Bang on a Can classic, Cheating, Lying, and Stealing, which David Lang was kind enough to talk about. The story behind that piece is I was trying to think about what composers actually tell people when they're writing music. So it's one of the things that we do in classical music a lot is we imagine 
that the connection between what's in the piece and who the composer is, you know, there's a straight line between those things. So I thought then, well, maybe what we're doing then is we're only concentrating on composers telling you the things that they are proud of about themselves. So if it is true that music should be autobiographical, can you use a piece of music to show the things about yourself which you are not proud of? So I just tried to think of all the things I could do which um, are my bad habits, the things I don't like in music that I that are satisfying that I told myself I would never do, that I do here, and the tune which opens the piece I stole from something. I, and no one will ever find it, I hope. But every time I hear it, I know everyone loves that and thinks it's really great. And, you know, I stole it. And so it's full of things like that. There's a playful part of it, but I'm actually trying to ask this question about what we take for granted in classical music. That's composer David Lang talking about his piece, Cheating, Lying, and Stealing, which has become something of a classic for Bang on a Can for composers and for a lot of other people as well. Let's hear it. Here are the Bang on a Can all-stars to perform Cheating, Lying, and Stealing by David Lang.
That's the piece Cheating, Lying, and Stealing. We're hearing the wonderful Bang on a Can All-Stars performing. This is music by one of the Bang on a Can founders, David Lang. It's called Cheating, Lying, and Stealing. This was a celebration of Bang on a Can's 30th anniversary. It's incredible uh, the, the influence that they've had on the contemporary music scene, not only in this country, but, but worldwide. And so it was fantastic to catch up with them at the Big Ears Festival. Another artist we caught up with at the Big Ears Festival was Tyshawn Sori, recent MacArthur winner, uh, gosh, pianist, composer, drummer, all around uh, incredible musician, definitely an artist that, that it would be a, a futile exercise to try and pin down with any kind of genre limitation, so perfect for the Big Ears Festival, <laughs> needless to say, and we're going to feature a, a piece by Tyshawn, of course, we're going to definitely play some of his music, we heard two of his sets at Big Ears, they were, they were both incredible, um, one actually what was his own, and for another one, he was playing with the great saxophonist Roscoe Mitchell, mainstay of the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians, uh, just an incredible musician. And that was that was probably one of the wildest musical sets that I've ever seen, which is saying a lot because I've been to a lot of concerts in my time. At any rate, we're going to play a piece by Tyshawn. Of course, we want to represent him musically on the program, but we also had a great conversation with him. Does that word even mean to you? <laughs> Classical jazz, et cetera, these genres? N means nothing to me. <laughs> Actually, doesn't exist. I mean, these terms never have existed for me. Ever since I was a kid listening to all kinds of different music, all kinds of expression, I might say. For me, yeah, I mean, terms like jazz, classical, and that sort of thing. When I was a little boy growing up in Newark, New Jersey, uh, where I was born and raised, I never thought of jazz or I never thought of you know, like compartmentalizing my listening. I mean, there was one period where I sort of became this jazz purist, but that was stupid because, <laughs> I mean, there was there was so much opportunity that I missed um, with other music that I could have listened to. I think I was maybe around seven or eight years old at that time. And I think this whole purist thing lasted me maybe like a week. <laughs> and then and then after that, I said, I can't, I can't listen to music. I can't go on some music diet. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really... I like to do things. That's an excerpt of my conversation with Tyshawn Sori about probably three hours before his set, uh, which I think is pretty incredible. He was sitting there nonchalantly eating breakfast, chatting with me about high-level musical concepts. <laughs> it was pretty great. I did ask him, what are you going to do for your set in a couple of hours? And he said, well, that's, that's the thing. I, I don't know. I'll show up about an hour early. I'll make the musical diagram or plan. I'll hand it out to the guys, and then we'll realize it in real time in front of the audience. And uh, I was thinking about that as I heard the set it started with these lovely piano chords and you always wonder how, how that translates what was the the diagram what was the pianist actually looking at uh, it's very interesting to me it was a beautiful beautiful set of, of uh, largely improvised music with with a guided plan by Taishan this is one of the ways that he operates he does also of course compose music and that's what we're going to feature on the program today a piece called flowers for Prashant so here it is this is a piece by Taishan Sori performed by the Taishan Sori trio
That's music by Taishan Sori. He's performing with his own trio. The piece is called Flowers for Prashant. And this is a piece I wanted to show off kind of his compositional side. What we saw at Big Ears was more the improvisational side. And even when he's composing, there's always improvisation. I mean, he's not a musician who's going to just play the piece the same way more than once. That's not going to happen with Taishan. He's always going to improvise. He's always going to encourage people to improvise. But his compositional process itself has various levels of improv. And this is a little bit more in the, in the controlled realm. Again, the piece is called Flowers for Prashant. That's all the time we have on the program today for In the Field Big Ears Festival. This is a small slice of what we heard. Uh, wow, <laughs> it's an incredible, an incredible celebration of musical creativity. There's just so much going on. I, I'm so proud of the human race. What an amazing thing it was to hear all of this stuff in one place. I, th I think I, I was uh, completely ear blown at the end of the four days, but in the best possible way. And by the way, if you want to hear the interviews that we did with Bang on a Can uh, for their 25th anniversary, that's at Rel relevanttones.com and there's more information about the Big Ears Festival there as well. So check that out, relevanttones.com.